Hello, hello. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, and I'm going to get you guys all caught up on everything you need to know start to present day with the Charlotte Cena case. If you aren't familiar with the Charlotte Cena case, over the weekend, an Amber Alert was issued in New York for a missing nine-year-old named Charlotte Cena. Charlotte was on a camping trip with her family at Moreau Lake State Park in New York when she was abducted. Charlotte had been riding her bike with friends around a quick loop called Trail A when she decided she wanted to do the loop one more time by herself like a big girl. It was a really short trail, and we're being really generous by using the word trail to describe it. It's more like the road that you would take to get to your designated camping area. It's a loop that all of the campsites are on, but it was really short and it should have only taken her minutes to complete on her own. Charlotte was last seen around 6.15 p.m. when she left to do the bike loop one last time alone. When she didn't return back after about 15 minutes, her parents became worried and went looking for Charlotte. Charlotte's bike was found, but there was no sign of Charlotte and authorities were called around 6.45 p.m. on Saturday evening. This means there was a very short window here between 6.15 and 6.45, so only 30 minutes for all of this to have occurred, but of course it only takes a second for a crime to occur. However, I think it's important to point out the time to show not only how fast her parents reacted, but how closely someone had to have been watching to seize this opportunity. Authorities arrived on scene around 7 p.m. on Saturday evening and began searching for Charlotte. Charlotte was last seen wearing an orange tie-dye Pokemon t-shirt, dark blue jeans, black Crocs, and a gray biker's helmet. Charlotte's parents had taken a picture of Charlotte that day, so they were able to provide an image of exactly how she looked and exactly what she was wearing when she went missing, which is fantastic. Now, despite the fact that a search did start for Charlotte on Saturday evening, an Amber Alert was not issued for Charlotte until 9.30 a.m. on Sunday, October 1st. Hundreds of law enforcement officers began an extensive search for Charlotte. The search for Charlotte included New York State Park Police, DEC Environmental Conservation Police Officers, Saratoga County Sheriff's Office, Schenectady County Sheriff's Office and Police Department, the FBI, New York State Department of Corrections and Community Services, United States Marshals Service, and National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The search for Charlotte continued throughout the weekend and into Monday. Around 7 p.m. on Monday night, the Amber Alert for Charlotte Cena was canceled, and by 8 p.m., the New York State Police had issued a press release that stated the following. On October 2, 2023, through the course of the investigation, state police identified an individual as being in the area of the Moreau Lake State Park around the time Charlotte went missing. Further investigation led to the search of multiple residences where the individual is known to reside. Upon the search of those residences at approximately 6.32 p.m. on October 2, 2023, state police located Charlotte Cena safe and in good health. The suspect was taken into custody. The investigation is a culmination of multiple agencies working together for the common goal of bringing this child home to her loving family. We cannot emphasize enough how appreciative we are for the support we have received from Charlotte's community, friends, and family. This is still an active investigation. More details will be shared as they become available. In addition, a press briefing will be planned for tomorrow, October 3rd, 2023. The location and time will be published to the newsroom as soon as it becomes available.
Then, around 10.30 p.m. that same night, October 2nd, Governor Kathy made a public statement, and here's everything we know about this case as of today, Wednesday, October 4th. Police were stationed outside of the Cena home when around 4.20 a.m. Monday, October 2nd, a car pulled up to the Cena residence and left a note in the mailbox. Officers took the letter that was left inside of the Cena mailbox, and they were able to obtain fingerprints off of the letter. Those fingerprints were then put into the database and came back with a hit for a prior DWI arrest, and this gave officers a suspect's name, and from there they were able to get his car registration information as well as property information, which contained an address that was only two miles from the Cena home. Now, I want to point out, because there has been some confusion, that the address that was two miles from the Cena home is not the address in which Charlotte was rescued from and the suspect was taken into custody from. It's just noteworthy because it at least at some point in time places him in close proximity to the Cena home. Officers located the suspect, 47-year-old Craig Ross Jr., behind his mother's residence, 14 miles from the Cena home, in a camper trailer, and Charlotte was rescued from inside of that camper trailer where she was hiding in a cabinet. Craig Ross Jr. is currently booked and being held without bond for first-degree kidnapping. Now, obviously, there is still a lot that is unknown at this time. They're investigating if Ross knew the Cena family in any way, which again is still undetermined at this time, or at least unknown to the general public at this time, though we do know that at least one address placed him within a two-mile radius of the Cena home. Officers are currently looking into cell phone data as well to see how long Ross was in the area of the campgrounds when Charlotte went missing to gauge if he had been watching them and if so, for how long. But again, that information is still unknown to us. It's being said that Ross only just recently moved into the camper behind his mother's home about a month or so ago. And when I say behind his mother's home, I mean literally stage five clinger right all up in her space, right behind her home, right there, like where you would put a grill. It is all up in her space, right behind her house. Now, let's get into prior charges for old Craig here. And by the way, I don't know if y'all are old enough to remember that old BBC skit where (laughs) old Greg, I'm old Greg. Well, now every time I say Craig, all I can think about is the old Greg skit. And in my head, I'm saying it's old Craig. But anyway, (laughs) it's my confession for the day. Okay. Prior charges. It does appear that Ross does in fact have some prior charges beyond the DWI arrest, which of course we know that he has because that is what they obtained his fingerprints from, which is how they got the match for the fingerprint off of the letter that was left in the Cena mailbox. He also appears to have a 2016 charge for second degree aggravated harassment. In New York, aggravated harassment in the second degree is a crime that punishes individuals who engage in certain actions that are intended to annoy, threaten, or cause another person to fear for their safety. And it is a Class A misdemeanor. He also appears to have a 2017 charge for criminal obstruction of breathing, meaning he restricted someone's ability to breathe, which is also a misdemeanor in New York. And before y'all get ahead of yourselves and start accusing this man of strangling someone, and I don't know the details, so I'm not saying he did or didn't, but obstruction of breathing can be done in a multitude of different ways, 
The New York Penal Code says that you can be prosecuted for criminal obstruction of breathing or blood circulation if you apply pressure on the throat or neck of another person or block the nose or mouth with intent to impede that person's normal breathing or circulation of blood. Again, I do not know the details surrounding this charge, which landed him to obtain such a charge, but I don't want anyone jumping to conclusions, and I just want to point out that there is a multitude of ways in which someone can hinder someone's ability to or restrict someone's ability to obtain oxygen, and of course, no matter which way you obtain this charge, hindering or blocking someone's ability to breathe is obviously fucked up. That goes without saying. He does not appear to have any prior charges that would in any way be an indicator of the crime he has just perpetrated. There are no prior sexual assault charges or anything of sexual nature, at least not that I've been able to find at this point in time. Now, that being said, the local papers are reporting that recently New York State Police were conducting an investigation into allegations that he had allegedly sexually abused a female family acquaintance when she was about 12 years old. The incident was alleged to have occurred more than a year ago, and the complaint was filed this summer. The investigation was closed last month in September without filing any charges against Ross, who has denied the girl's allegations allegedly. Now, this doesn't mean the allegations are true or untrue, merely that there was not enough evidence to substantiate charges, assuming that all of this is true and accurate. Now, let's move on to the local tea, because you know that shit is always brewing. And frankly, the locals always know what's going on. You just have to do a little bit of sorting through the fact first fuckery. A local source has told me that they were stopping and checking every vehicle that was going in and out of the area while they were searching for Charlotte. I'm also being told by locals that are very familiar with that camping area that there are no trail cameras near the actual campsites, which that was a rumor that was all over social media and frankly made no sense whatsoever, but the locals are confirming that that is, in fact, fuckery. There are no trail cameras near the actual campsites. Now, I did a video on TikTok because I think visuals are very important. I'm a very visual person, but I did a video on TikTok that showed you a visual of the area in which all of this occurred in so that everyone had a better idea of what the surroundings were like. The locals pointed out to me that there is only one way in and one way out of the campgrounds at that state park, and that this is also not an area that is visible from the road. You would actually have to go into the actual campsite to have any visual of what was going on within that area. Now, an interesting tidbit of information that I have obtained from my local sources, and now I've not been able to independently verify this, so you take this at whatever value you see fit, but... My local sources are saying that the Cena family was allegedly camping at Campsite 18 and the bike was allegedly found around Campsite 10, which would be almost within eyesight range of where the Cena family was camping at Campsite 18. Allegedly, supposedly, according to my sources, though I do trust them. My local sources also tell me that the bike was found upright on the kickstand, so not laid over, not disheveled or anything like that. It was standing upright with the kickstand as if it was properly gotten off of, so to speak. 
I'm also being told by my local sources that officers entered the camper around 6.30 p.m., so right at that 48-hour mark, and he was obviously in the camper with her, but when they called out Charlotte's name, she answered right away. I feel like this next piece of information is obvious, but just in case it's not, and I know that people on social media had questions about this, I'm being told that everyone that was at the campgrounds was kept there and thoroughly searched and questioned before being able to be released from the crime scene. I'm also being told from sources that it is rumored that the ransom note was allegedly asking for $50,000. Something else that I want to note is that there's this rumor on social media, so this is a fact first fuckery check, that he has a brother that was also recently arrested. Now, I'm not going to say this person's name, nor am I going to get into all of the details surrounding this fuckery, but that that's not his brother. That's not his brother. I, I've done a ton of research and cannot substantiate in any way, shape, form, or fashion that that guy is his brother. And by the way, Ross is a very common last name. Also, if we do some basic math here, the person that they're alleging to be his brother, if you look at how old his mother is, she would have to be like 10 or 12 when that guy was born. So that's that's fuckery. The math is literally not mathing on that one. I also want to point out that Charlotte Cena beat the odds because in a stranger abduction after 24 hours, there is a 90% chance that the child will not be found alive. So we are thrilled that Charlotte beat the odds and that she was found alive and was able to be reunited with her family. This is a positive outcome, one that we all too often do not get in these types of cases and situations. So I'm thrilled. I know that we're all thrilled that Charlotte was found safe. I have obviously been keeping a close eye on this case. I've been covering it since Charlotte went missing on social media, and I do plan to continue to cover it as more information is made available and can be verified. So I will keep you guys posted and up to date as that occurs. Thank you all for listening to today's episode and for trusting me to keep you up to date with the facts and not the fuckery on the Charlotte Cena case. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to check out the sister station, The Sojo Files. And if you want to follow along on social media, I will make sure to link those in the description of this podcast. Thanks again for listening to today's episode and for supporting the situation and the Sojo Files. I could not do it without you guys, and I appreciate y'all more than you will ever know. I love you all, and I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. I will see you guys on social media and, of course, on the next episode.